All right, welcome uh, to GitHub for getting started with GitHub for PowerCLI users. So uh, right off the bat, I want to thank you for attending because I know there's free beer that's just a few steps away. So uh, I'm going to make this quick, uh, and I apologize for making it quick. I have about 10 minutes to kind of go over the core concepts. Uh, and I'm going to preface all this with saying that there's lots of blogs and articles out there on how to get started, how to use GitHub, but I, I kind of feel like it's la lacking that like personal touch. So I'm hoping to kind of give you guys that personal touch. Uh, I've included like at least one guy's blog so you can kind of look at it because I feel like it gives a, like, a really good narrative on, on what to do. But I feel like I just need somebody to talk to me sometimes when I'm, when I'm working through a problem. So as far as you guys getting started, uh, you know, hopefully this will help you kind of nudge you a little bit. Uh, I'm, my name is Justin Sider. I'm the Chief Information Officer at uh, Belay Technologies. I really just write a lot of PowerShell, um, which is kind of cool. So here we go. That was supposed to be deleted. Um, so we're going to go over real quick, like what is GitHub, what is source control. You'll learn some of the words, some of the tools, some scenarios, uh, public and private, internal repositories and what you do there. And then uh, we'll see if I have time for the CI CD pipeline. So here we go. GitHub is a version control system. All that means is uh, it tracks changes over time. And it's going to do it in a small way. Uh, so just to be clear, Git is a software. GitHub is a service. And that's an external service, something you're going to subscribe to online. And then GitLab is something that you can actually download and run side in internally. OK, so there is a difference. Um, and everybody uses them interchangeably. So, uh, take a look at that in the future so that you're not confused. All right. So some language terms. We have the downloading items. We have cloning, the fork, and pooling. Saving stuff, commit, and push. I'm going to go into all these in a little bit more detail, so bear with me. Um, and then we have branches, and there's a lot of terms around branches, and we'll cover all those. We have master, feature branch, merging stuff, pull requests, Holy crap, there's a lot of terms I've already gone over. But just wait, I have pictures. Pictures make everything better. All right, so you know, never save your passwords in GitHub. I, I feel like I should preface with that. No plain text keys, make sure they're always encrypted. Don't save any uh, proprietary information, like maybe IP space or you know, general network layout, whatever you, know, whatever you guys would consider proprietary, um, and then if you're downloading somebody else's stuff, just don't run it. Like inspect the script, inspect the software, whatever you're doing. All right. So downloading, right? So this is probably what you're going to start off doing. You're going to see somebody's project, and you're going to say, all right, I want that. So you have the option to, to install Git. And whether you're using the client or whether you're using the command line, you can say, let me clone that repository. And cloning just means I'm going to download it from the internet, put it right on my machine. That's it. Um, and you can do that from your personal repository, or you can do that from somebody else's. This is where you, know, you start to get confused, so bear with me. All right, a fork. So notice I'm still within the cloud, right? So here I have the cloud, and then I have my desktop, and I'm pulling stuff from the cloud to my desktop, right? Big move. When you're forking, everything stays up in GitHub or GitLab, right? Whatever it is. So basically you're saying, Dan, you have a repository, and I want to copy that repository. So I'm going to take it in GitHub, and it's going to go just straight over to me. And when it does that, it's linked back to Dan's. But it's still my full copy. So if I make a change, Dan's copy doesn't get updated, right? Unless I say, hey, I want you to like throw this stuff over there. And then there's an approval process that doesn't, doesn't just happen. 
Okay, so fork is just think of more of like a horizontal, right? And then you can clone that down to your machine. All right. So here's kind of like a diagram of fork versus clone. So you can see the fork is going on the horizontal and the clone is actually coming down to you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Fancy words. So uh, oh, my, my positivity there, like you can do this. It's not hard. It takes time. It'll make sense. Um, so pooling stuff. So pooling stuff is, uh, I, I have my repository up there. Um, and let's say, uh, let's say it's not mine. Let's say it's Dan's or somebody else's, right? And he's made a change, right? He's, he's updated his code from version 1 to version 1.1. What I would do is I would pull that down. So now I get the 1.1. So it's not a clone because I don't want to make another copy of it. I just want the changes. So I'm just going to pull the changes down to me. There's a bunch of different options. Um, so I, I strongly suggest you read the documentation. I'm just trying to kind of cover the highlights of it. So saving stuff is, is, gets into that, uh, that horizontal method again, right? So uh, I've taken my code, I've, I've cloned it down to my local box, I've made changes. Uh, you're gonna save the file, right? I mean, you, you have to save the file. And unfortunately, saving the file doesn't do you anything as far as Git's concerned. It'll tell you that there was a change. It'll show like potentially little red X on the, on the uh, or exclamation and say, hey, there's something new with this file. Um, but it doesn't do anything with Git. So the next thing you need to do is commit it. So committing it basically makes it uh, get aware that you've made a change and it takes a hash of whatever changes that are. And you can commit a uh, directory, a file, a set of files, uh, multiple different things. But again, it's horizontal. You haven't done anything with GitLab or GitHub. A commit is strictly local to your machine. This is where the push comes in. So the next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna push it up. So you take that commit and you're gonna push it up. You're gonna add some comments to it. Uh, and, and now it's gonna be in the repo up in the cloud where everybody can see it. And then people can now clone or uh, pull from you those new changes. So to review this again, pretty pictures. Uh, I don't take credit for these pictures. I didn't draw them. I found them on the internet. Uh, I couldn't copyright them now, so, or find the copyright. Um, fork, horizontal. Clones coming down. Commit, horizontal. You're staying, staying local. Push goes back up. Pretty simple, pretty good. So now we're gonna get a little complicated. All right, so your, your base repo is, is called master. I don't know why they called master. Uh, subversion would use something like trunk. Just know it's the base. Everything else off of that's gonna be a branch and you can call it a feature branch, a bug fix branch, uh, whatever kind of branch you want, it really doesn't matter. The point is that it's a separate stream of code, right? Um, I am horrible at creating branches, right? I'm, I'm probably, I, I'm the only one that kind of works in my own code, so I always just kind of work out of master, which is a really bad thing, don't do it. Use branches. So, and a branch should be tied to a ticket, or an issue, or whatever kind of troubleshooting system you guys have. So, in that way, maybe multiple tickets, but even, you know, one ticket's probably better, right? Smaller changes are better. All right, so, a feature branch, this is the best thing I could find. You have on the top, so you have your, your trunk going, going straight through your master. Uh, on the top, I make a change and add some sunglasses to this thing. Uh, I have a teammate, they add a cowboy hat. And so long as these things uh, don't interfere with each other, we can potentially merge them right back to the master branch, 
right? So it's possible that we're adding two different features at the same time to the code with no conflict. Um, it will tell you when you go to merge that there is a conflict and you guys need to figure out how to resolve that, right? Maybe somebody has better trumping a mechanism to put their code in over top of somebody else's. Uh, I, I just touched on merges, and merges are always branch to branch, so technically that the master is a branch, it's just the master branch, um, but you can't, you can't merge code into nothing. So uh, if I own a repository and you want to make a change, you're going to be forced to make a branch, and then you can submit a PR, which I'll get to I think on the next slide, uh, where you can request that change be added to my repo or merge to my repository. Here's a pull request. Pull request, uh, think of it as like a code review, right? Somebody's gonna submit changes to my, my code, uh, and when it does that, if I have things hooked up correctly, it'll go out to say app bear, kick off a build, make sure that their code doesn't violate any of our uh, uh, stop gates from, from the code being deployed, and then I get a chance to go over all the changes. So inside uh, GitHub and even GitLab, you can see a line-by-line -line diff of every change that they've made. If they've added a new file, it'll show up as a brand new file, but it gives me an opportunity as the repository owner to not accept the change or to add comments. Maybe I want them to change a single line, and they can go back and make those changes. So pull request is just really just a code review in my mind. Yes. The, the question was, uh, a pull request is like a request to merge, and yes. All right, so tools. Uh, I'm a Windows guy, I'm sorry. We have uh, uh, Tortoise Git, very much like Tortoise SVN. It's a Windows tool, it'll give you uh, basically some controls you can do from uh, the Windows file system. Uh, also, we have uh, Git Kraken, I've never used it. Um, and then there's GitHub Desktop, so for a Mac user you can use that. Uh, command line tools, there's just Git, as I mentioned before, that is the actual tool itself. Um, and you, can, you are actually required to install that even for the GUI tool. So the GUI just kind of sits on top of Git. Uh, additionally, we have PoshKit and PSKit because we're all PowerShell users. Um, I kind of looked to see like what the, the difference was between the two, and I really can't see why there's two. I, I feel like those two projects should be merged together, but uh, I don't personally use either one. I like the GUI. Um, let's see. So now we're gonna kind of go into why. Like, I, I, I'm telling you all about this, but, but why you should do, you know, use Git or source control versus uh, what you're about to see. Because um, I'm guilty of this, and uh, I'm pretty sure everybody else probably is. So, you know, one use case is you, you've written a script, and now, uh, you know, you don't wanna change that script because it works, or it works for this one thing, but you know that the guts of it, like, could work again, right? So now you save it as, like, uh, my script debug, or, my script from the internet or something else, right? And then you have a bad one in there. Well, why the heck are you keeping a bad one around? Like, delete the thing, right? Um, so, so stop creating multiple files. Like, if you're just trying to com complete the same task, um, use Git, version it. You can always go back, you can revert. I got two minutes, I'm gonna speed up. Uh, so this is another issue where, you know, you, you, ver you are versioning it, right? Well, how old are they? How, like, why are you keeping all these other files around? Do you have them tied to any kind of thing of when they worked or didn't work? Uh, directories, you might do a version on directories, or you have a collection of files. Uh, again, this gets into like, well, you know, how do you know if what works or what doesn't work? How are you gonna tell your coworker that, right? Because God forbid you have these on like a share drive. I'm sure that's a mess. 
Uh, getting back, so uh, the, the GUI tools will give you line-by-line -line diffs. Um, and at the bottom, you also see revision history. So you just right-click on the file, you click revision history, and you'll see how many times that you may have changed it. So it's great for uh, trying to troubleshoot why something may have broken. Um, public and private, so in GitHub, you can pay for an account, and you can have a private repository. That means you and only your collaborators can see. Public is anybody can see it. Um, even if in a public, you still have control over who can uh, add code to your repository. All right, internal repositories. So you're talking about uh, GitLab again. Same process is on the internet. You're going to build, you're going to test, and you're going to deploy. That, right? That's the basis of the CI/CD pipeline. Here's our magical CI/CD pipeline. So uh, I've set this up on the internet. I've set this up at work. Uh, I make changes locally. I submit to a, a repository. That repo when that repository happens, I get a build from uh, AppVeyor or Jenkins. And then I have the ability to deploy to PowerShell Gallery, or I have an internal repository running on Nexus. So you guys can do these things. There's tons of things out there to, to get you guys hooked up with this. So hopefully by now you might get the lingo a little bit better. Pun is perfectly intended. Um, any code that I, that I have was, is going to be in this folder on GitHub. If you have any questions, reach out. I'm JP Sider at wherever you are. Uh, so. Uh, Thank you all for coming. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you don't have too many more questions, but I'll be available afterwards. So thank you.